time for business with Giles Beckford. Kia ora Giles and Tourism Holdings has a new start today. Kia ora to you, Marnie. Yes, it might be said that this is the first day of the rest of its commercial life. The campervan operator is set out, uh, setting out to regain lost market share now that the merger with Australia's Apollo Tourism and Leisure is in effect. The two companies uh, have completed all the details and they start as a new entity today. Tourism holding shares will trade from on the Australian Stock Exchange from tomorrow. Its chief executive, Grant Webster, says bookings are about 60% of pre-COVID levels. That's similar to other plays in the industry, as it enters its first summer of business without travel restrictions. He says it does have a plan to win back customers that were lost during the pandemic. We are about recapturing the market. We're about enjoying uh, the rebound in tourism as people are getting out and experiencing that freedom of international travel again. So that's really important for us and and delivering a really good customer experience across all our jurisdictions around the world. And then on top of that, we have a number of cost synergies that we're going to deliver to to help us uh, be able to reinvest in the business and deliver back to shareholders and other stakeholders uh, that have been impacted over the last few years from COVID. Uh, Grant Webster from Tourism Holdings. And the company has also divested a number of Apollo's assets to rival Juicy Group to satisfy competition regulators. A quarter of households wouldn't be able to cope financially with an unexpected big bill and more than a third want to save more but are struggling to do so. Those are a couple of the findings from a survey by Payments NZ. That's the company which looks after the transfers of trillions of dollars a year between consumers, businesses and banks. In this first survey, the findings match other research showing a significant number of New Zealand households have a hand-to-mouth financial existence. They're underprepared for financial shocks and struggle to put aside money for the future. Payment NZ General Manager of Strategy, Jane Rene Retimana, says consumers are looking for help with their finances. That is um, a sentiment that did come through in the survey, um, particularly uh, one of the questions we asked around um, new products and services people um, did respond that they'd like, um, you know, they liked products and services that helped them um, with their financial well-being and with um, budgeting and um, making it easy for them to kind of understand their finances and be able to use those. Jane Rene Ratimana says one thing that may help households is the move to real-time and constant payments, the so-called 365-day payment system. It uh, will mean that payments being processed all day and every day, and that's expected to come into effect in May next year. Well, worsening economic outlook is likely to drive down house values by as much as 20% from last year's peak prices. Property research firm CoreLogic's latest market report shows the fall in prices is slowing, but it's expected to continue as interest rates rise. The popular fixed-term one-year mortgage rate is likely to hit 8% by the middle of next year, as the Reserve Bank's official cash rate hits uh, 5.5%. CoreLogic's head of research, Nick Goodall, says the drop in values will also be affected by the gloomy economic outlook with a recession looming. We did see values continue to fall in November, but it is um, worth noting that it's a little bit less than what we saw in the previous month of October where the uh, values fell 1.3%. So we are seeing a bit of a moderation in those falls. However, given the sort of a renewed amount of pessimism in the market with all the increased forecasts for interest rates, we do expect that this downturn will still run a little bit further and might actually worsen as we come back into the new year. 
And the latest data from Credit Bureau Centric shows household budgets under increasing pressure as high inflation and rising rates drive up living costs. Well, the country's in line to post-migration gains in the coming year, in part because of the way the country's managed the pandemic. That's the view of Kiwi Bank economists who see a net loss of 8,000 people in the year to September, turning into a net inflow of more than 36,000 in a year's time. Chief economist Jared Kerr says New Zealand is a highly desirable place to live, even with the rising cost of living. New Zealand's brand has actually improved over COVID. We've been seen as one of those countries that have done relatively well, and we have. People from China, India, large parts of, of Asia, South Africa, they find New Zealand an attractive destination, and I don't think that's changed. And that's why we're seeing such a pickup in net migration already. Uh, Jared Kerr says increased migration will relieve some labour market pressures, in particular helping to meet increased demand from rising numbers of tourists. Let's see how all of that is panning out on financial markets. I'm joined by Tony Conroy of Jardin Securities. Kia to you, Tony. Well, Wall Street had a real fizz and shot in the arm after the Federal Reserve there indicated it will ease up on the pace of rate rises. Has that uh, enthusiasm flowed through to our market? Uh, yes, look, it has this morning. Um, yeah, and, they, and I mean, one stock that did particularly well on the US market was Amazon that had its uh, biggest ever Thanksgiving shopping weekend. Uh, but that has flowed through to New Zealand this morning with the NZX 50 up 63 points at 11.615. Any particular moves? Uh, look, we've got Fisher & Paykel Healthcare up 35 cents at 23.95. Uh, A2 Milk up 16 cents at 6.81. We have seen EBOS sort of moving around. It was up 14 cents to start off with, but is now uh, down 19 cents at uh, $40.76. So... They've just been added to the MSCI small cap index, so there's been quite a bit of uh, buying pressure on, on those over the month. Um, and stocks down in New Zealand Westpac down 10 at 25.55, Freightways down 6 at 9.95, Infratil down 4 cents at 8.81. A quick look at how it's opened in Australia. Yeah, look, the Aussie market hasn't been open for very long, uh, up 36 points, so they've sort of followed the American lead. Uh, with the ASX 200 sitting at uh, 7320. Um, and stocks um, up there, CSL up $1.51 at $301.38. Macquarie up $2.27 at $180.98. And News Corp up 85 at 28.71. And stocks that are down over there um, in early trading are Cochlear down $1.25 at 212.79. Woodside Petroleum down 72 at 36.54, and Next uh, Data Centres down 17 cents at $9.70. Well, that Federal Reserve indication of easing up on the uh, pace of rate rises, taking some of the wind out of the US dollar sales, I'm assuming that's meant a stronger Kiwi. Yeah, look, not a lot of movement in the currency at this stage. So New Zealand US dollar cross rate at uh, 62.94 cents for your New Zealand dollar today. Uh, New Zealand Aussie dollar cross rate is down seven points at 92.68. We've got New Zealand uh, against the pound, um, no change. You'll get 60.48 pence for your dollar today. Uh, Euro, very similar, up one. Uh, We're up one against the euro at 60.47. Against the Chinese currency, down 36 points at 4.46. 
The 90-day bill rate, we're down one point at uh, 4.44%. No change on the Brent spot price at 87.08 US dollars. And gold up six points at 1,768.67 US dollars per ounce. Excellent. Thank you very much. That's Tony Conroy from Jordan Securities. We'll update the news and market numbers for you around half past five in Checkpoint.